Hello, welcome back to the show. Episode 440 of the podcast. I'm RJ Carbone, your host, and you are listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. In this episode, we're going to be talking some more Knicks because they were able to salvage a road trip in OKC last night. Um, As I'm recording, it is Tuesday, November 22nd. And as you are listening to this show, it should be the same day. Hope everybody's doing well. And uh, yes, we're going to talk Knicks in this episode. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Let's get to the intro. Welcome to BD4, an RJ Carbone podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. Champion of the world, Turning, looking, see ya! Anthony for three, bang! That one goes down and the game is tied! Time! Penetrates, creates, and showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. Alright, what's happening everybody? How we doing? Episode 440 of the show, welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. I hope you are, um, hope your week, your Thanksgiving week is off to a good start. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas and all that stuff. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll start there, I figured. <laughs> um, I've been good. You know, I I had I had class again this morning and, and what do you know, it was more catered to the students. Let's teach through a biased lens of my viewpoint only bullshit. I don't know, man, I don't get it. I don't get it. I ranted on this too much already I hear on the show. Actually you know, I do it occasionally, but and it's it's like they make me feel like I'll say it straight up. College college professors, for the most part, are very liberal. And I have no problem with that. I don't give a shit. I consider myself middle, slightly right. But it's like that doesn't mean you have to teach through that lens. Like why can't you teach through an unbiased lens and not try to sway your students to one side when it's clearly that's what you're doing. It, the shit I hear in... Uh, like, like they're down. I, I can't. I can't. Because I'm not going to get too into it. And I said I wouldn't. We're talking Knicks. Hey, I bought a PlayStation 5. I got, I got my hands on one of them PS5s. Um, I was on Amazon. No, not Amazon. I was looking for some Black Friday deals on Walmart. And I got a really good deal on a PlayStation 5. It was the... Uh, did I say PlayStation 5 or 4? Because if I said four, I meant five. 
I think I said five. I got a PlayStation five. Um, no, I was looking on Walmart Black Friday deal for the got, and I got a really good, really good deal for. Uh, I'll just say less than five hundred. Um, and it's like the God of War bundle. Now I don't play. I never played that game, but I've heard everybody. Everybody's telling me it's a really good game. So it's for for that game that's considered a top game in the market and a PS5 together. It's not a bad deal considering I got it for in the four hundreds. Um, and of course I need a TV for it. Because the TVs I've got in my room, one of them, I've got two TVs here in the studio. One of them does not, the HD doesn't work anymore. So if you go to the HDMI input, it's a blank screen. So I have to use standard. Um, And so obviously if you need to play a PlayStation on that TV, you can't because you need HDMI. And the other TV, uh, which is behind me, is very tiny. And the sound on it is not great. And it's not really what you want to use for a PlayStation 5. So I had to buy a, I went and purchased a smart TV, 4K 50 incher for, it was in the hundreds on a Walmart Black Friday deal. So there's some good deals going on right now. So I'm excited for these two uh, things to come. Early Christmas gift uh, for myself to myself. And um, yeah. So I'm excited to play some PlayStation 5. It's been a couple years since I hit the sticks, man. I used to play 2K a lot. I did the whole NBA 2K, um, you know, ran through the park, my career, the wreck. You know, I played online with all my, I had my group of buddies and I played MLB The Show. Um, didn't really play Call of Duty. I was more in the Battlefield grind. Call of Duty, I stopped playing like after Xbox 360. Like the Modern Warfare 2 days back in middle school. That was kind of when I peaked with my Call of Duty. Um, with my that, that was when I, not peaked, that was when I stopped. I, don't know. I never peaked, I sucked. I, I, my, my biggest accomplishments in Modern Warfare 2 were almost getting a nuke at Karachi, was it? And Subbase. So... Those are my biggest accomplishments. I think like 23 kills in a row or something. You need 25, right? So uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Knicks. Um, Yeah, let's not waste any more time. The Knicks last night defeated the OKC Thunder 129-119. to 129-119, a good revenge game. Back from when the Knicks gave up damn near 150 points at the Garden uh, right before this road trip. But it was a very, very hard-fought game for the most part. Um, the only two downsides were, one, they, 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 there still were a bit too many defensive lapses in this game, especially towards the end. And then, two, Wally Zerbiak and his puns were brutal. Uh, Wally's a great guy, but <laughs> don't try to be Clyde. Just be yourself. Be Wally. Um, just, he was punning Giddy's name at the beginning of the telecast. He was doing it with quickly and he had, he had one when Hartenstein picked up a couple blocks. Holy Christ. It was, it was, uh, it was as the Gen Z boys say, cringe, but a good win. Uh, RJ Barrett got the Knicks off to a good start. He needed that big first quarter. Randall. 
big second quarter to propel himself in the Knicks, and then Brunson took over in the second half. You had Brunson with a huge performance overall last night to lead the way. Uh, again, RJ with a strong bounce back. Randall was efficient. So the mid three combined for 84 of the Knicks points. Um, that's always a positive. I always say if you can get the mid three to combine for anywhere in the 60s at least, that's a win. So they're able to score 84 together last night. You even had quickly come off the bench with some good microwave scoring. The bench unit played decently. Um, and down the fourth quarter, there were some key moments in this game. The Knicks were up nine points um, early in the fourth quarter. R.J. Barrett had a couple turnovers. I know he had a travel call. And then you get Brunson checking in not long after that. And he starts getting to work. And that's kind of what propelled the Knicks to just play well in the fourth quarter. The Knicks, they were also, you know, they, it was like the fourth quarter was much of just the Knicks maintaining the lead as, as opposed to extending it. Um, with about seven or so minutes left, you had quickly knock down a three-pointer. Then he draws a foul on Dort on the other end. And then from there, OKC kind of unravels. Giddy misses a finger roll. Williams turns it over. RJ and Randall get a few buckets to go. Um, and despite, again, the Knicks never really extending the lead, as the quarter went on, I felt good about them winning it. Um, again, stupid defensive miscues, yes. Um, but the momentum had already shifted by then, so I never really felt uncomfortable when the Knicks were slipping up in the fourth quarter there. But yeah, the defense must improve, but the offense did look great. Dominated OKC by you know, just recognizing that they were without their bigs. Poku didn't play, and so the Knicks read that, and they took advantage by attacking the basket. Um, so they salvaged the road trip to go 3-2 and two on this West Coast road trip uh, with, a, again, 129-19 to 19 win. And um, we'll just get to this one right away. Jalen Brunson was, once again... Phenomenal. Bing bang. The guy just produces. He just produces. Uh, he did 34 points, 9 assists, a steal, 2 turnovers. He shot 14 of 20 from the field, which I believe is 70%. And he was 5 for 6 at the free throw line. But the guy is the mid-range king. Um, dude, having having a guy like that who could just hit the mid range so consistently is so key. I don't care what the analytics people say; the mid range is a good shot. You know, if you miss a three pointer, it leads to long rebounds and transition buckets. If you miss a mid range, okay, whatever. It's an efficient shot if you take smart ones. If you're taking long contested twos like Kevin Knox used to do all the time, yeah, no shit. Uh, you know, mellow, but mellow was mellow. But Brunson, anywhere from like seven feet and in, the kid does not miss. He's got the fadeaway jumper. He's got the floater. He is super efficient in the mid-range and in. His two-point percentage has to be at least 54%, 50, close to 55%, I, I would say, which is very good. He didn't miss a single... Two-point shot. 
until maybe four minutes left in the fourth quarter when he was under the rim and threw up that floater. He's just so efficient as the dog continues to bark, and hopefully the mic doesn't pick it up. And I'll say again, he's not only the Knicks' best player and their most consistent player, but he's he's the team leader. Jalen Brunson is the team leader. I don't think that should be a question. It's not Julius Randle. It's Jalen Brunson. And there's there shouldn't be any question of that at any point. Every time the Knicks need a crunch time bucket or somebody to make plays for them down the stretch, it's going to be Jalen Brunson leading the charge. That's what it's been so far. He scored 23 points last night in the second half. He's just a big-time bucket getter, and he has been a revelation for this offense, which has looked a lot better this year than Nick offenses in recent pasts because the Nick offense looks a lot more modernized. Um, for the most part, they move the ball better than they did last year. It's nothing crazy, but it's a big significant difference when you add in a point guard who can orchestrate and who can play that quarterback role when he needs to. And thank goodness that Jalen Brunson is okay. Because we almost lost him there on that play where Buscala landed on his leg. I was I was like, if, if this guy ends up getting hurt the night after Rose and Cam get hurt, I am done. So, fortunately, it seems like he's okay. Uh, he went out to finish the game, and obviously he looked fine. Um, but Jalen Brunson for sure gets an award. Um, and now he's up to 9, oh, nine, nine uh, 11. He's up to 11 bing-bong balls on the year. The Knicks have played 18 games. Jalen Brunson has won the award 11 times. Like I said, he's their most consistent player. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and let's, you know, while we're on this, this these awards, let's get to uh, our... Uh, Award winner off the bench, Emmanuel Quickly won a bing bong ball coming off the bench last night. Yeah, um, he was fantastic too. 18 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, no turnovers. He shot 6 for 8 from the floor, 4 for 5 from 3, and 2 for 2 at the line. So both Quickly and Brunson last night were over 70% from the floor. The guard play was fantastic. Um, and quickly was in need of a bounce back in this one, just like R.G. Barrett, who we'll touch on in one second. But quickly has been you know, inconsistent all year. His last two outings haven't been good. He's been misfiring a lot, but it was good to see last night. He played very aggressively, and he played very intelligently. Hopefully that's a word, or else I'm not going to sound too intelligent. But he wasn't like, taking wild shots. He wasn't dribbling side to side, but like Clyde says, he was making plays towards the basket, going north to south. Um, just, yeah, great decision-making out there, and that's you know, part of the reason why he was super efficient. Um, I thought he played more good defensive basketball on the other end, too. Uh, I th- and he's been playing good defense all year. <clears throat> so Emmanuel quickly definitely gets an award, bing-bong award for him. Um, R.J. Barrett was also very good last night. Speaking of someone in, the, in need of a bounce back, obviously. Uh, 25 points, 8 rebounds, 1 steal, 10 for 16 from the floor, 3 for 4 from 3, 
and two of two at the line. He finally snapped out of it. Um, he has been brutal, brutal, ever since the first time the Knicks played OKC. Uh, but last night, you could just tell from the start that R.J. Barrett had much more spring in his step. And, you know, credit to Tibbs for recognizing that and wanting to get him some confidence early on and keeping him in for the majority of the first quarter, knowing that he was hot. He didn't really pull him. He might have for like a minute, but he was right back in there. So he played the entire first quarter hot. He started four for four, and that was key to get his confidence up, and he looked like it. That one dunk he had early on, you could tell it was with a little more energy. Um, Just him kind of just letting out that frustration. Um, and, and, you know, he only had two assists on the night, but that one, that one alley-oop to Jericho, crack cocaine, man. Give me more of that. That, that was really, really fun. Um, now we did have six turnovers to those two assists, but, you know, that can't happen again. But, you know, I, I think a lot of that was him pressing early on. He had four. In the first quarter, you could tell he was just trying to erase the cold spell. But overall, good. He only had 16 shots on the night, but he was making them. So that's what you need. It was a good rebound for R.J. Barrett. And the next step for him is can he you know, string together a few of these games, right? Can he put together more? Um, he's going to be well-rested with these three days off. So if, if I hear the sick excuse one more fucking time, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, Thanksgiving Thursday and then Friday night, the Knicks are right back out there at the garden, which we haven't seen Madison score garden in weeks. We're not going to have, yeah, I mean, it'll be Friday when we see it. It's like almost two weeks, but um, yeah, I, I thought RJ was very good and he needed that. Um, I thought Randall was good. 25 and 11 last night. Shot 9 for 16. 2 for 6 from the 3. 5 of 6 at the free throw. Big time second quarter for Julius. Helped propel a big night. Uh, he was efficient. Uh, I, I still, there were a few things. I didn't love his effort on the defensive end at times. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the game there's something that fans were talking about him kind of uh, like brushing brushing Obi as he walked to the locker I don't know we'll see but all in all he played a good game um, took care of the plenty of mismatches that OKC was throwing on him and he dominated uh, Mitchell Robinson got hurt last night after coming back the guy is just made of glass. This is who he is. Um, the contract is bullshit if you can't stay healthy. I'm, I'm, at this point, I am fully on board with just letting Mitchell Robinson take all the time he needs um, and and just give his damn job to Jericho right now. <clears throat> I know Jericho Sims has his flaws. He can look a little lost at times. Um you're not going to get a ton offensively from him. And, you know, maybe he needs to be a little better at boxing out. Though last night I thought he did pretty well there. But he's clearly the go-to guy. There's way too much athleticism there to sit him. 
the defense is, is way too strong to sit him. He can guard the rim, and he can go out to the perimeter if he needs to in spurts too. The rebounding is very solid. He's been playing very good basketball. I don't think you could sit him. I think you have to keep this guy in the rotation. Um, and I think he should start. You know, Hartenstein isn't it. The guy's not it to me, man. I, I mean, how many times do I say this? Uh, I respect him. I, you know, but I, I can't watch him try protecting the rim and fail much longer. And I can't watch him attempt to guard in space and just look terrible and slow and looks like he's lagging one way, like in 2K when you reach the animation. I just, I'll credit him last night because he did pick up a couple of nice defensive plays and a block on SGA, and he made a nice pass to Obi. But still, like we, we I don't I don't know. I, like Hartenstein's best attributes are what he does for you in the offensive end, but we don't really use him in the offense either. So he may as well go Sims. Like we don't, we don't really run Hartenstein in the short roll. We don't really run him any pick and rolls or pick and pops. We don't spot him up. And for a guy who is supposed to be a good passer, Tibbs doesn't really use him in that Joachim Noah role in the high post. He's kind of just there throwing up floaters and, and using his big body to get rebounds around the rim and, and doesn't do much else. I, I am totally for Sims, man. Give me Jericho Sims. To me, it's a no-brainer that he should be starting. Um... And he's also just the guy who's actually part of this team's future. He's young, he's got upside, and he's under a cheap rookie contract. So, I would go Sims. Um, I also liked what I saw from Deuce McBride last night. Um, good first half as well from him. I mean, he forced a couple of transition opportunities for the Knicks with two steals. Throws one down on the break. He made a nice pass to Obi in the lane last night. Obi ended up getting blocked, but yeah, he looks pretty good with you know Derrick Rose out right now, and we'll see how it works. Uh, Grimes looked good again, eight points, five rebounds, couple steals, more the same last night. I thought he looked very sharp, um, moving well, and, and you know we may have to start this kid. He looks like if he keeps this up. And you know, this is without his three ball falling right now. He may have to start. Uh, he plays excellent defense. He's fighting around screens. He can set his own pretty well too. But he's fighting around screens. He's playing good ball defense. He, he's you know jumping the passing lanes. If he starts knocking down the jumper, which hopefully comes soon because he's one for nine since coming back into the starting lineup, he might have to be the guy over Cam, and I want Cam there. But I don't. This this rotation is going to be interesting, though, man. Like between Cam, Grimes, D Rose, and Deuce, it's going to be interesting. You have to think that Cam and Grimes are going to be staples, right? When everybody's healthy, I think at this point, there's no way you can have any of those guys sit. Uh, now, whoever starts between the two of them, I really don't have a big issue with. But I just hope the other one gets big minutes off the bench. That's what I would do. And then I also want to see what happens when Rose returns. Because I kind of want to see Deuce out there. I do. D-Rose hasn't played a ton anyway. 
Uh, he's looked a little different this year, though he is looking like he's rounding into form lately. But I still say we try moving on from Rose. Um, I want to go young. I want to give Deuce McBride a shot. You got to take the gloves off at some point. And this kid's been, you know, floating there, not really getting a ton of opportunities since he's been drafted. I would like to get him a shot. I, I don't think, I don't know what his ceiling is because we haven't really seen him for long enough stretches to get a good picture of it. But I know that he plays great defense, especially in the point of attack. And looking like he could be a decent mid-range shooter as well. I don't know. It's too early to tell offensively what he's going to be. But here's the thing. With with Rose losing minutes and, and if, if they do move on from Rose, Emmanuel quickly that affects because... We all know quickly plays best when he's playing off of D-Rose and when he doesn't have to take the primary playmaker role. If you have him next to Deuce coming off the bench, is he going to be the same? Because he's probably going to be the primary playmaker like he was last night. Maybe you just have to stagger him more and play him with the starting unit with Brunson. Um, maybe you, you mix him in with Grimes and, you know, Grimes maybe has some playmaking ability. I know he had the eight assists the other night, but I'm not sure. Cause I, you know, he's more of an off ball guy too. I, it, it's going to be interesting. I really don't know. I, you know, how, how many men deep does Tibbs want to go? Um, because let's see, how many did we go last night? I mean, he's going to have to expand the rotation. It can't be nine men. Sure. Shit. It's going to be at least 10. Um, it should be. I mean, let's let's see. Last night... What's today? The 22nd. Monday. So the Knicks last night... No, what the hell is this? Hold on. I'm like the fucking... All of a sudden, I'm in January 2013. What is going on? The NBA app is broke. All right, let's use the tablet here. Hold on. Hold on. The Knicks last night. God, this is so stupid. I want to see how many uh, men they ran out there. Okay, so the Knicks last night. Barrett, Randall, Robinson, that's three. Grimes, Brunson, Quickly, four, five, six. Hartenstein, McBride, Top, and Jericho, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's ten men. And uh, so I, I, what I would do when everybody's healthy, and you know that's a big, you know, that, that's more if everybody's healthy. But in a perfect world, if everybody gets healthy, I would cut the three-man big rotation out. Um, I would just run two. And I would have it be Mitch and Sims. And then I would run... Let's see. It would be RJ. It would be Brunson. RJ. Let's say Grimes. Randall and Mitch. That's five. Then off the bench, you would do quickly, Deuce, Cam, Sims, and am I missing? And, and uh, 
I don't know. I don't want to spend fucking time doing this now, but it's going to have to be. It might be 11 men. I mean, it, realistically, it's a different story. But what I would do is one thing, and then it obviously uh, Tibbs will probably just do something different. You know, Rose is going to be here. Hartenstein will probably play. Um, yeah, so they ran 11 men out there last night. Yeah. I would, yeah, I mean, if, if, mm, Mitch is healthy, Cam is healthy, Rose is healthy, so if they all play, that's 13, 12, 13, 14, take Hartenstein away, 13, take Rose away, that's still 12, like, it's, they're gonna have to run heavy, you know, not that the Knicks have a ton of talent, but, like, their guard rotation is, is, their deepest spot. And that's where it's going to get interesting. So, yeah, I don't know what they were going to They're going to have to make moves. And obviously at the end of the year, you can't keep everybody. A lot of a lot of the young players are due for contract extensions. Obi, quickly. Um, so, you can't keep everyone. But right now, again, there's, there's probably never going to be a time when everybody's healthy. That's just the way, really the way sports work. But, um... Sheesh. Um, anyways, let's get back on track. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that, that's that's really it. All in all, the Knicks win the game. They are now 9-9 nine and nine on the season. So they just finished off a West a tough West Coast trip where they went 3-2. and two. You know, where, where so many of us uh, were, were saying 0-5. Oh I was seeing a lot of 1-4. and four. But that was really it. I never saw anything more than 1-4 and four and 0-5. Oh I mean, nobody was expecting them to, to to do that. So they won 3-2. and two, So I can't be negative about that. You know, they, they instead of going 0-5, oh 1-4, and four, they pick up an impressive sweep, a back-to-back sweep versus Utah and Denver. That's one of the toughest back-to-backs to do. Um, you know, Utah was hot at the time. Denver, I know they were without Jokic, but still a tough team. And then they struggle against the the champs, the Golden State Warriors, and they struggle against the, the very talented Phoenix Suns. Um, I mean, what 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 did people expect in those two games? Really, I mean that that I knew that was going to be a loss. I knew that was going to be <laughs> those are going to be tough games. Uh, I, I did wish they were a little more competitive, but whatever. It is what it is. They lost. They lost. They won a few. They won a few. They were three and two. They got their revenge last night on OKC. Now they go back home three and two, nine and nine on the year. Um, so yeah, like I said, you got to stay the course. I've been saying that all year. Keep trying to win. Uh, you're not going to tank when you are four and a half games out of first place in the conference and six games back from uh, ahead from 15th place in the conference, last place. So to me, you got to try to keep winning. Got to try to keep developing a winning culture, um, you know, and hope that some of these young guys keep playing well to raise their value. And just pray that when the day comes, the star is available and Leon jumps. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, good win for the Knicks last night. And um, we'll wrap it up with our question of the day um, when we get back. So, um yeah, the Knicks scored 129 points, 55 rebounds, 21 assists, 
10 steals, 2 blocks, 13 turnovers as a team, 53% from the floor, 32% from 3, and 80% at the line. So they were plus 8 on the boards. They were plus 5 when it comes to steals. And they shot the ball 4% better from the field and 2% better at the free throw line. All right. Let's get to break, and we'll wrap it up when we get back. Stay with us. Hey, guys. So if you are a listener of the podcast often and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at BD4. You can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify, but you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to BD4blog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to BD4blog.com. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You are listening to episode 440 of the podcast. If you are new here, be sure to subscribe to the show. Download these episodes. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as watch it on Spotify and YouTube. Give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, as we are currently a five-star podcast and would like to keep it that way. All right. Let's wrap it up with our question of the day. All right. So for episode 440, our NYY, NYK, MMA trivia question of the day is the first NBA game on Christmas Day took place in 1947. Between the Knicks and who else? The first NBA game on Christmas Day took place in 1947 between the Knicks and who else? I will give you a hint. And your hint is that this team they played is no longer a team anymore. The name of this team, both the city I believe and the the nickname for sure, is no longer used. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's still a franchise, but I know they don't use the name anymore. All right. So the first NBA game on Christmas Day took place in 1947 between the Knicks and who else? All right. And that's it. I appreciate you guys stopping by. 
Again, I am your host, RJ Carbone. You have listened to episode 440 of the podcast. Thanks for stopping by and tuning into BD4. And I will see you, well, I guess I'll see you after Thanksgiving. So I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. God bless all that stuff. And um, yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving. We are in the holiday season. All right, later. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.